Hello and welcome to the For the Love of Beer podcast. I'm Phil Savory and I'm joined as always by my good friend Mark Hardy-Johnson. Good evening. We are cracking on with our main mission of getting through 100 different beers from 100 different countries to complete our beer bucket list. Today we are going to get through two beers, the first of which we're going to a far-flung part of the world, well, far relative, from us anyway. well yeah, far from us, which is New Zealand. Um, so, Mark, tell us the beer and give us a rough breakdown of what it looks like. Uh, right, so as dictated by um, our scratch match, we're going to be drinking Lion Red Beer. Um, looks quite basic, brown bottle, red, screwy, uh, screwy cap, mm. which we'll come to in a minute. Um, so yeah, it's sort of standard what it's got a line, basically, in yellow on the front. Very basic looking, isn't it? It is, it doesn't look anything special to me. Like a cheap... British beer. It just, yeah, it just looks boring. Doesn't it? it doesn't look very appealing. Uh, yeah, Lion Red Beer. Um, interestingly, um, on the side, um, it says it's 99% sugar-free. You know, it's trying to promote itself as maybe it's the healthy option, <laughs> the healthy beer of New Zealand. You know, the last time I went to my dentist, my dentist, does your dentist ask you like things like, do you drink sugary drinks or whatever else? Yeah. And uh, and I said, they asked me the question. I said, oh, I'm, I'm sort of cutting down a bit. And they said, um, do you drink beer? And I was like, yeah. They said, drink more beer. Really? Drink more beer because it's better for your teeth. Really? Particularly yeah. Lion Red. Well, so... Um, the drink of dentists. So I've had an alcohol problem ever since. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. Yeah, drink of dentists. So. Mm. Um, it's got a little bit of recycling information on it as well. Love NZ. Oh, love New Zealand. Yeah. So obviously they're, they're pushing yeah. a lot of messages there. Yeah, and then it's, it's safest not to drink while pregnant. So it's very, you know, it looks, seems like a beer with a conscience. Mind you, all, m- most beers say that, don't they? They always have like a they have like a picture of a, like a pregnant lady with a line through it. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, it says it's um, approximately 1.0 standard drinks. Um, it's 4% volume, so it's it's quite a weak beer, really. 330ml bottle as well, it, so it pretty is. standard size. Yeah. Look, I've just been looking into this as well. Um and it says on the superb source Wikipedia that it's um, widely regarded in New Zealand as an excellent session beer. Oh. So a beer that can be consumed freely over a long session of time. Um, and as such, it's also a favourite with university, university students. Um, I'm presuming it's probably quite cheap over there. Okay. Um, in our case, I bought this from um, beersofeurope.co.uk, based in Kingsland. Um, I've just checked now, it's £2.39 a bottle. Um so I mean, not the cheapest we bought, but then not. at least we've been able to get it from within the UK and not yeah. to pay crazy delivery. Well, I had to contact Beers of Europe to get it back in stock because they've not had it for a while, um, and I've been waiting for it to get back to me. Anyway, we've only recently managed to get this. Um, yeah, this this also. lid, Mark. So it's a twisty cap, but yeah. it says twist off only. Yeah, now that's concerning. So now, should we be militant here? I think we should at and least just, try What's going to happen if we just open it with a bottle opener? What was that one that we had a few weeks ago where it just went everywhere, all over the the pub? Was that um, Presidente? I think it was, was yeah. that, a twist? that wasn't a twisty cap, though, was it? It wasn't, no. But it went everywhere. What's the worst Al was another one that kept frothing as well. Should we do? Should we twist one off and do the other one on the, on the thing? Well, let's, let's, um, let's crack it open anyway, because I'm thirsty. Let's pop one out. Well, it's open. Yeah, bullshit. Bullshit. To... Just needs just just twist off only. Yeah, it's bullshit. I might have to contact him about this actually. It's got this screwy thing on the lid. It's got it? the yeah the the I weird don't like lid. This. Anyway, let's just crack on. Yeah, and start getting through it. So it's a full-bodied malt-flavored beer apparently, balanced with a pleasant hoppy bitterness. 
Uh, batch brewing high quality malt and finest New Zealand hops to produce a four percent volume. Let's go. Um, leading New Zealand beers history. This one dates back to nineteen oh seven. Originally known as Lion Beer. Oh, they've slapped it on the label. Established yeah nineteen oh seven. Right. It's, it was um, changed in the eighties to be Lion Red. Yet the line on the label is not red. It's like a golden line. Apparently, that's something to do with. Um, the bottles or the label or cans or whatever always used to be red so that's why where the red comes from <clears throat> what are your thoughts on that on that first week my first initial take was I was expecting at 4% it to feel quite um, watery but it does have a flavour to it it definitely does have a flavour you're right it does have a flavour to it and it does I mean it doesn't feel particularly strong but at the same time it does seem to have a something about it like an after an after sort of it, it tastes bitter yeah, um, not as in a bitter bitter like an ale beer, mm. but it's got a bitter lager taste. Um, it's I, I would, in fact that's the first of our beers that I've actually said it's got a bitter taste to it. You know what they say about being a session beer? Mm. I can see why cause it's not gassy at all. No, it's not. You're right. It's very smooth. I mean, over here, you'd you like your session beer would be your Fosters, wouldn't it? Um, well, yeah, but that's not. That's. I mean, this is. This feels like something you could. You could sit and get through several of. Do you reckon? Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not saying I love it, but I'm just saying that it. That it. It's, it's exactly easy, yeah. as it says it is in terms of. This is something you could easily. Drink. If you could buy a pack of ten of these for eight pound in Sainsbury's, would you? Um. Mm, yeah, well, I, I'm not sure because I don't. I don't drink, which sounds ironic from, from what I say sometimes. But I don't. I don't really drink to excess. So for me, it's like a session. It's not often that I'll want to drink ten beers in a go or whatever. Yeah, it's not. It's not that often. Um, I prefer just have two or three and leave it at that. Take it steady. Yeah, yeah. drink responsibly, kids. Yeah, um, and not when you're pregnant. Do you think we should say this sort of stuff more often? We do a, a podcast that's based around alcohol, and obviously we're not professional in the slightest. So for all you know, there, there could be like certain rules or guidelines that you have to say like you know like when there was an advert for like a casino it's like gamble yeah. aware probably there should the be something stops. stop yeah we, maybe we'll have to make our own slogan up maybe or maybe we'll like have that. to use one that's like pre-approved yeah such amateurs yeah anyway I don't really care <laughs> well no we do we care about people with alcohol problems but then I don't think they're going to be listening to this. Well, no one listens to this anyway. But it's not a problem. As long as they like it, it's not a problem, is it? So, What? Even as long as they like drinking a lot? Yeah, it's not a problem then, is it? Well, it is if they're like a lorry driver or a... Well, yeah. Well, as long as they're not drinking pissed up while they're driving, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so in a way, we're saying drink responsibly, but we don't yeah, know do enough that, about yeah. this sort of stuff to kind of... Anyway. Yeah. Don't drink if you're under 18. Don't drink for under 18. 21 if you're in America. Yeah. Or, or the country. if you're pregnant. Or if you're pregnant and under 18. Or if you are about to start a shift at work. Or if yeah. you have an alcohol problem and have gone clean. Or if you don't like the taste. Yeah. Have we covered all the bases on that? We have. Should we move on? Only the best note I think we can move on here is that we like beer. We so do I like beer. I think we should move on with that. But This is decent. It's all right, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's it's not like it doesn't blow you away, but it said it was a session beer that you could drink in quantity. It's fairly low percentage. 
it's not particularly gassy, so I can't imagine getting a massive beer bloat after like a few of these. No. It's 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 it, it ticks a box, doesn't it? It's all right. It ticks a box in a in a good way, without it kind of being anything spectacular. It'll do. Mm. It'll do. Do you think this is um? Because this is you say it's like a student beer. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, mm. the main New Zealander that springs to mind for me is Russell Crowe. He's not Australian, is he? I'm sure he's from New Zealand. I'll have a look in a minute. But I've just thought... Let's look it up now, just in case I make a complete tit of myself by talking about Russell Crowe for the next couple of minutes. <laughs> and I'll just sort of hold the fort while you check that. Well, we've just been discussing, just before we got on air, actually, that um, he is New Zealandish. Oh, he is. Um, New Zealandish? Yeah. That we weren't going <laughs> to... It's not how you say it. New Zealander. New Zealander. We weren't going to discuss kiwi. anything topical. Or a kiwi. Or um, a kiwi. However... Today is the 26th of October 2019, and earlier this morning, England beat New Zealand in the, in the rugby. In the rugby, yeah. Which I couldn't give two shits about. Neither could I. But <laughs> it's given me the thought: Do you think the um, the All Blacks would drink this? That's how I was taking a long way around it. But do you think after their defeat this morning or this evening, wherever it is in Japan, do you think that they've consoled themselves with a few crates of lion red? I don't think you could do like you know like the hacker and all of that mm. and that sort of intimidation or whatever and then drink a 4% beer well rugby players are all into like drinking lager out of arse cracks and all that sort of stuff aren't they because they're just weird oh the rugger boys love a pint mark don't exactly, you know exactly yes, mm, yes. Um, very well behaved people mm, yes um, but you know maybe in the bar after the game this morning they were Shaking each other's hands and other things, and respect to anyone who likes rugby. By the way, we just we just don't think it's a shit sport. Mm, I can't stand it. I I tried it. I, I kind of tried to watch it a little bit when I was when I was younger. I think it was a World Cup when I was a kid that I gave I gave that yeah. a go. But it just it's just like it's a it's a big cuddle. Then the ball runs loose, and then it's like basically running in a diagonal line until the next cuddle. It's just slow and boring. And people say things like, "Rugby's a man's game." It's a proper, you know, forget football because rugby's like a man's game because it's like, yeah, it's it's pushing and shoving and stuff. It's like, well, I don't, I don't think it's a more manly sport when I watch like eighteen stone men stick their heads up the asses of other eighteen mm. stone men. It it's doesn't not feel for me. It doesn't feel particularly manly to me. It's not for me. Um, I don't think they drink this. And there's a reason why footballers get paid more. Because it's a better sport. Exactly. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Um, you know what? The point I was going to make on Russell Crowe was similar to the, the point that I ended up making about the New Zealand rugby team. <clears throat> because again, if this is like a student type beer or a session type beer or kind of like a, you know, just a quick knockback type beer, Russell Crowe strikes me as a manly man. Do you think he's a session drinker? Well, I just think, I just think that he will drink things probably a bit more interesting than this. Yeah. I think he's maybe a more of a craft guy or he'll drink stuff from further afield or... I think he's probably a bit of a wine guy, actually. You reckon? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he'd be a beer man. We'll At tweet, all? We'll, you know, I, we'll tweet him and ask him. Why not both? We could be both. Do you reckon? Oh, you know um, uh, you know the actor Sam Neill? No. He was the main guy... You've seen the first... You don't, I know you don't watch many films, but you've seen the first Jurassic Park, right? Mm-hmm. The main guy in that. Right. He is from New Zealand. Right. 
and he um, he still acts, but he also has a um, his own winery. Right. He makes his own wine. He's definitely a wine guy, and he's from New Zealand. So he wouldn't drink this either, then. Probably not. This is beneath him. Do you think New Zealanders get offended? In fact, I've just thought there's a, a New Zealand lady, a New Zealandish lady, <laughs> New Zealand-ish. works in a pub in town, um, the White Horse. Um, you mean she's a barmaid and she's not Australian? Well, I t- like Canadians get all offended, don't they, if you... The first thought on... Meeting some Canadian, they sound American, it all sounds the same to us. Mm. Um, so Canadians get all offended. So the theory you should go with there is that when you meet a, an apparent American, you always ask if they're Canadian first, and then you'll make the Canadians happy, and the Americans just don't give a shit. That's really clever. Yeah. There, so, are, there are words, though, aren't there? There's telltale, there's giveaway words that Canadians, the way they pronounce them, that is Americans... Right. Like a boot and stuff like that. Right. About a boot... I didn't know and that. stuff, yeah, there's little things. Like, yeah, the theory, well, my theory, is to always refer to him as a Canadian first. Yeah. Um, so I went with this theory for this Australian-sounding woman yeah. that was working behind the bar at the White Horse. Um, and she was, I think we were asking her to pick a drink for us or something, I can't remember what it was. And my mate said to her something about where in Australia you're from. And I said, no, 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 she's from New Zealand. And I got it right. She was so <laughs> happy. She was so happy. Um, but she gets offended because everyone just presumes she's Australian. But she's not. She's New Zealandish. Did so, I ever tell you the story so, about... So there's your theory. Did I ever tell you the story about me getting kicked out of Cheers? I don't think so. I haven't told it on the pod, have I? Not that I remember. It's not that exciting. But anyway, <laughs> Cheers in London, which is, I think, was not... Well, I think it used to be not, not too far. I don't know if it's still there anymore. Um, I went to Leicester Square for something and then we sort of had some time to kill and then we ended up wandering and mate wandered into Cheers big fans of Cheers watch Cheers a lot of my student days so go in there go to pitch up get a drink um, I think I was of age I think I was 18 but I hadn't you were drinking responsibly but I didn't have provisional driving licence so I didn't have um, passport or anything like that I didn't have right. ID or anything so I wasn't really planning on drinking I wasn't a big drinker really at that time but anyway wanted to go in for a pint um, so I got my pint, sat there, barmaid, very attractive blonde lady behind the bar, place is quite quiet, and um, you know, I thought I'd strike up a conversation, not to like not to like try and pull her or anything or anything like that, but just, just general conversation. And then um, I basically said, uh, what part of America are you from? And obviously she was Australian. And she got really offended. But not like shouting abuse at me or anything like that but you could just tell straight away like I made them I don't know why I'd got that accent so wrong she's just seen her ass so anyway she disappears for about a minute and then comes back with the manager who then asks me and me and my mate basically um, I need to see some ID straight away and then I didn't have any on me so then we were kicked out because you got her nationality wrong yeah basically she'd already served me I'd already drank half of it <laughs> So yeah, the place where everybody knows your name, but if you don't know their accent, then you, you're not welcome. I'd imagine it's the same for Irish people as well. I can tell the difference between them, but if it's someone from across the pond, they probably wouldn't know the difference between Irish. It's a big error on my part, though, to get American and Australian confused. But they are quite different, to be fair. Very different. But you were young and... Young and reckless. Exactly, you know. Um, but what do we... I mean, have we got much more to say about this beer? 
if we're being honest. To be quite honest, mate, I've nearly drank it. You're lagging it's, behind it. It's very, am I? So I was, I was too busy chatting about yeah, other shite. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I kind of have the impression that this is kind of a middle of the road. Well, actually, no. I'm maybe not going to say middle of the road. I won't be going back to it again, put it that way. I won't be ordering any more from, from beers of Europe. But if it was put in front of you, we'd drink it again, wouldn't you? Yeah. If someone had, if someone had these in, I mean, if I was thirsty, I'd let's drink take the barbecue, it. the summer barbecue thing, as a good example. Yeah. And these are in like an ice bucket or whatever. You pick one out because you've had it before, and you know it's not going to be too bad, and you, you know it's not going to hurt you. And you could probably get yourself through a few of these and not feel any bloat or anything yeah, like that because it's a session B. Exactly. It's only four percent. But I mean. I mean, people wouldn't be impressed by it if I'd got a load of these in and I started dishing them out here, lads. Have a go with this. Not wowing anyone, is it? It's not. It's not great, is it? It's it's an old beer. It's nineteen oh seven, and you get the feeling they haven't messed with this. The sugar free something to do with the bitter taste, or something they've done to it. Yes, over time. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. I mean, normally if we were if we were better broadcasters, we would have researched this beforehand and enlightened the listener. And we've yeah. done our usual trick of basically covering a load of shit that's completely unrelated to this beer. Well, that's, that's what listeners have come to expect now, though, isn't it? Rating-wise, are we, we are we gonna are we gonna go blind again? Oh, like with the finger thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why not? Right. Okay. Ready. After three. Uh, what do you got to think about? Oh, yeah. You got to go with. Yeah, I'm not going to be using two hands. I'm not good with fingers. <laughs> Right, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, three, two, one, go. Oh, okay, we've matched. Both gone for six. Yes. Good spot yeah. on. There you yeah, go. Yeah, spot on. See, it's kind of like a five in some ways, but the reason why I gave it six was is because it, it, it accomplishes what it sets out to be. It can't achieve anything more than a six because it, it just be. doesn't have the pedigree. No. Um, it's a bit like an athlete, more like a GB athlete, <coughs> that's like, you know, it might be the best like 400 metre runner that we have. But there's just like there's, and every time he gets to a final, she gets to a final. She'll always finish fourth. She'll never get a medal. I mean, for me, five and below ratings signifies a poor beer. This is an okay beer. It's not poor. It's just middle of the road, which for me is a six. That's probably my middle of the road score. And then seven and above, I'm starting to get their good beers. So maybe five probably should be in middle of the road. Really, maybe it should be. So yeah, because Bud, Bud was our Bud was our ultimate middle of the road, wasn't it? And that yeah. was a five, way back at the beginning of all this. So this is upper middle of the it's road. It's just it's just slightly beyond that tier, just because. And now I look back, though, I'm starting to really appreciate sort of going around the world a bit more because I don't think I'll ever drink Bud again. Um, there's just there's just no no point. Anymore. Well, our, our eyes have been open to other stuff, mm. and sometimes it's hard to get hold of when you want to drink it again. Yeah. But like I say, we, we're just a lot of the standard beers that you know we would normally have drunk a couple of years ago now mm. are just way back in the rearview mirror. Like we're never we're never looking back, are we? No, I'm not. I'm finished. So I think we should move on. Yeah, let's move on to the next one. Okay, on to our second beer of the episode, and we're going into Europe, uh, East, well, Eastern Europe? Yeah. Eastern Europe. So, yeah. Uh, the country is Hungary, and the beer is called Borsodi. 
and we're drinking this from a can rather than a bottle because that's all we managed to get it in. Yeah. Now yeah. it's half a litre, four and a half percent. Mark, just describe to us a little bit of what this can looks like. I quite like it actually. I think it's quite attractive. Um, it's dark, sort of bottle green. Um, it's all the colours of the Hungarian flag, right? Isn't the Hungarian green, flag red, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the can pretty much ticks that off. Although it's predominantly green. Uh, yeah, it's red. The horizontal stripes, red, white, green. So yes, it is good spot. Um, so yeah, it's sort of bit of a sort of crest on the front, really. Yeah, For Sodi written in red, it's got a little horse just above it. Yeah. Um, and then I can't read this. Uh, as Elet Havos Oldala, I don't know what it means. I'll Google it in a minute. And then Vilagos So, which I don't know what that means either. I mean, it's to me, Hungarian. your Hungarian accent sounds. Hungarian? Perfect. Thank you. It's not really. Um, uh, right, so it's 4.5%, so it's a bit stronger than uh, Lion Red that we've just um, had a go off. I've actually had this beer before, a few weeks ago. Um, myself and the wife went to the Hungarian Grand Prix in, in Budapest. Um, and I had a can of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a can of this um, on the um, on the race day, overlooking the F1. It felt the right time to do it. It was really immersive in the Hungarian experience. Yeah. Um, I found it in the... There was an Aldi a couple of doors down from our hotel, and I found it in there, and it was something like 60p per can. Cheap. Everything in Budapest is dirt cheap. Yeah. Fantastic place. Really, everything is ridiculous, like proper cheap. Um, and the beer being one of them. So, I don't know if it's, is it considered quality? But everything's cheap there, so I don't know it, what sort of scale that was going to be so this registered is the, on, really. So this is the first time taste for me, second go-round for you, but obviously yeah. now you're drinking it on a sort of cold autumn night, yeah. rather than um, a sunny degrees, Budapest. Yeah. Immersive experience, yeah. So, shall we crack the cans? I think we should. I purchased this from a, a the good shopping crew, actually. That we've had a few beers from now. We have. Um, and I, th- I think even in there, it was only just over a pound. Did the Polsky Sklep in crew? No, it's not called that. It's International Supermarket oh. on um, Edelston Road. We've had if you three or four beers from there. So, yeah, if you're from crew, get yourself in there. It's fantastic. Really, really good shop. Yeah, we're in a can. Big can. Love that sound. So I'm going to be in fact Phil as well. We've got um, two jugs today. Um, traditional handled beer jugs. We'll post a photo online at FTLOE pod. Who's gonna end up with a smaller head? Oh you're already You won't <laughs> have any head there. <laughs> nice jugs. Oh mate, you could have cleaned these glasses out, mate. Is it dirty? Call cool, this on my head. Mine's alright, yeah, you have that one. Just scoop that. That's right, I'll just scoop that. Yeah. Sure. That's fine. Sorry. Should be. I wiped it with my coat. Well, no wonder. Got any Velcro in it. <laughs> Look at that. That's literally perfect sized for it as well. It is. I think I've, I've gone for a slightly larger head than you. You have, yeah. Have you got some lager left? Mm. Not anymore. Perfect. Let's get a picture of this done while we're full. I like this. Okay, so I'll tell you what, because you've had this before, I'm just gonna you basically. Gonna the first I'm just gonna yeah, I'm just gonna get stuck in, and then because um, you'll you'll have gone over this sort of ground before. Yeah. 
Go okay. Let me know what you think. While you sort of do great radio and take pictures on your phone. I am, yeah. Well, we've got to do records for um, the socials, etc. What's your thoughts? Uh, it's alright. <laughs> Sorry, it's not. I mean. This feels more of a. Um, definitely gassier. Right. Um, feels more of a traditional sort of type of lager that I'm used to drinking. Not that it's not that it's particularly feels particularly special. Mm, it's got a bit of an odd taste, isn't it? It's a bit weak. Like I say, it does. It, it, it doesn't have the. Would we like Lion Red had that where they'd taken where it wasn't quite as carbonated? Yeah, it had that little bit of a twang in the end of the taste, that bitter note. Yeah. This doesn't really have that in the same way. It's a bit gassier, a bit more of a conventional sort of bloaty lager. My initial um, review of this, I said, um, so we've done Hungry on its own patch, but then I went on to say it's nothing special, it's got an average taste, and I think that's pretty much what I'm feeling now. Um, I didn't rate it out of 10 at the time, because I wanted to wait until you'd have it as well. Um, so I, I then said that I'm not expecting miracles, and I'm still not. And that one that I had in Hungary was warm, if I remember right. Um, so at least I'm having it, you know, as it should be. Oh, because you, you didn't buy it at the circuit? I didn't, no. You bought they it weren't from... selling it at the circuit, they were only selling Heineken. Oh, because of the sponsorship? Yeah. Right, yeah. But it was, even that was only, I think it was £2 for a pint. Fantastic. Really? Yeah, the F1, absolutely brilliant. Whereas you go to the F1 at Silverstone, it's like £10 a pint. And then we went to Italy as well this year, and that was like €10 Euros a pint or something. What, of Grand Prix again? Yeah. Uh, um, Monza. Yeah. Um, for Heineken, obviously, again. Um, but then Hungry. Like I said, everything's just cheap. It's brilliant. Really, really good. Um, it's all right. It's just all right. <laughs> I mean, what? This is what I'd probably refer to as a session beer, personally. This you... is a bit of a Foster's taste to it. It's... I could just drink loads of these. I, I think this is nicer than Foster's, but oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But, oh, okay, so you, so do you feel this is more of a session beer than Lion Red is? Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I could quite happily have a load of cans of this in the house and just have a few. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to offend anyone, is it? It's pretty. It's... The only thing that I'd be worried about is if I said to someone, "Yeah, oh, try this. It's different." Yeah. Um see what you think you know, it's something different trust me yeah are they going to look at that and think that I bought it from Aldi or Lidl or something and just think it looks cheap shit that's the thing I don't think there's nothing it doesn't um, you know which is no which is no fault of it but there's nothing really about it that sells it because some of these you know they'll say like premium lager or blah yeah. blah and all this sort of stuff this is basically look this is this is a Hungary it's from Hungary it's called Borsodi this the percentage, like, how much of it there is, crack on. Yeah, I feel like I'd have to explain it to people. It's a beer that needs explaining. It's just, background. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna when there's beers that we've come across and beers that you kinda of want to introduce other people to, this is probably not one that I'd really be that bothered no, about no, sharing. No, no. It's good to get it off the list, it's good to get it done. Do you prefer it's a lion? Um uh, uh, um uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a different kind of beer, really. Yeah. Um, I'd much rather drink this than mine, personally. This has a more familiar taste to it. Yeah. 
the line does. It does. You're right. Um, I found I found line. What I liked about line was that it was not overly gassy. Um, but towards the end of that, I started to enjoy it gradually less. I get the feeling this will just be the same all the way down. Or well, has been so far anyway. Borsodi Brewery is a brewery located in the village of Box, um, which is the capital of Borsod and Boz Zemplin County in northeastern Hungary, so it's named after its county. Um was only founded in nineteen seventy three. Oh, okay. It's quite a new beer really. It's owned by Moles and Coors. Oh. Um It's but, amazing how these how these Breweries have fingers in pies in countries you would never expect. Yeah. Um, they do do a few products. There's Borsodi Saw, which is this one. Yeah. There's Borsodi Polo, Borsodi Bivali, Boristian, and Rakodzi Saw. So we've got Borsodi Saw, which appears to be there. Well, that was the one main I missed, wasn't brand. It, so. it was, yeah. Um, right, so this is the flagship of the brewery, the best selling brand this in is- Hungary. Yeah. It's a traditional golden coloured light beer. Yep. So can't argue with that. What it says on the tin, really. Yep. It's light in colour. Um, interestingly, the brewery also produces Bex and Stella on the license for the Hungarian market. That's interesting. Right. So, what Stella? So, so if you want to drink a Stella in Hungary, it's, it's not. These. It's not. Imported. No. It's basically they brewed under license. Yeah, even though Belgium's what a few hundred miles away. Um, in addition to the beers that it brews on site, Borsodi Sugia sells and distributes a few beers, and then it goes on to say Hogarden, Leffe, and Staropram in Hungary. Right. So it's all going on. Okay. Mm. That's really unusual. Yeah. So construction of the twenty-two thousand meter square meter brewery. Began in 1969 in the village of Box, Hungary. Uh, started producing in 1973, blah, blah, blah. In 1991, after the fall of communism, the brewery was privatised. And in 1993, it was purchased by the Belgian interbrew, now InBev. Uh... Purchase of the brewery led to significant improvement in several aspects of brewing, including higher quality use of improved technology and better product development. Although the company's been under foreign ownership since 1993, it still produces a line of Hungarian beers, in addition to some foreign beers brewed under license. So we're basically saying that communism makes for bad beer. Because um, what they're saying is they improve the quality and all this sorts of other stuff. So basically when, if you go back to before 1993... It was a communist when, beer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder how that would have tasted. Although, I tell you what though, we are not far off from drinking our first communist beer. Give it a few weeks. Wow, what's that one? I've got one of that one of our beers in the pipeline. We've been struggling to get so China, China Chinese beer snow. snow. Um, I've got um, a couple of people from work going on a business trip over there. I'm really looking week, forward to that. And they're bringing us back a couple of bottles, so we'll get to do China soon. That'll it's really cool. weak, apparently, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so that I think that will be our first communist beer. It's absolutely impossible to get over here. Um, which surprised me because it's you think how many like well we'll talk about that when we get to that beer we're yeah we're taking over Hungary we're now, in Hungary so, yeah. let's move on I'm struggling to find interesting things to say about it though 
It's not great, is it? I mean, that's the thing about Hungary. Like, before we went, I knew nothing about it. And to be fair, I still don't really. <laughs> but it was quite a nice place. I really enjoyed Budapest. Um, the transport out to the circuit was absolutely piss poor. We nearly missed the flight home. We were coming straight back from Budapest flying. I think it was about 10 o'clock at night. Um, so I thought, easy, not a problem. It's only like 20 miles out of the yeah. city or whatever. And it, we were on the circuit, was on like the right side of the city as well. So it's fine. All good. Um, only we spoke to, um, they run taxis straight from the circuit. There's like a massive taxi around. Yeah. So we spoke to the taxi people on a Saturday, you know, can we pre book? Blah, blah, blah. I said, no, just come and queue. You'll get in one, no problem. They have special dedicated lanes to get you away. All good. So we have the suitcases. There we are. Gets to the um, the taxi rank. And as soon as the race finished, we were straight on the way out. Only the there was like a massive queue for the taxis. No traffic was moving, so we stood like for two hours. Um, then they decided to disband the queue because they'd run out of taxis. Um, so it was like, we're fucked here, we're going to miss the flight. Was, right, so we walked down to a train station, um, which we hadn't been to before, so we were following Google Maps. Um, so it was about a 20, 25 minute walk, I think, something like that. And as luck would have it, as we crossed over a main road, a taxi was going past, making its way back to the circuit. So we managed to flag it down, and he took us straight to the airport. And we got there um, about fifteen minutes before the um, the gate closed. What was your taxi flagging technique? So are you like are you like a hitchhiker thumb? I are was you like, like a wave a hand? I was One like hand? both hands in the air. Both hands stop. Like come here. But then two other blokes trying to flag it down as well. Yeah, but I'd already had my hands in the air. Yeah. So taxi was mine, I'm afraid. Once those hands, once those hands are sort of above your head, fortunately, it came to me. Then it's yours, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you think taxi drivers have to do that as like an unwritten rule? So if you've got two people trying to flag you, you go to the first. Do you go to the first one to put the hands up, or do you judge it on which one you think is? Do you try and make a judgment call on which you think is going to be the more expensive fare? I suppose you've got to do that. Which one's going to pay you? Which one's more attractive? Whether they're going to mug you? Yeah. Um, they could stab you. There's plenty of variables. So it might not just been you putting your hands above your head. It could have been it could have been your attractiveness, your trustworthiness. The fact that I had a woman with me as well. You had a woman with you as well. And the other group was two blokes. That yeah. could have helped. Yeah. Um, so that was my story of Budapest, really. Um, do you know any famous Hungarians? Uh, I can tell you a dead one. Go on. Um, Ferenc Pushkas. The legendary, Good shout. legendary footballer. Good shout. Other than that, no. Um, Hungarians, right? Here we go. I bet there's like famous like authors or composers and stuff that are Hungarian. Um, Strikes me as one of those sort of places that would have produced artistic talent in. Ferenc Liszt is one of the most famous Hungarian composers. List. Never yeah. heard of him. Is that L I S said T or something? Or yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of him. Um, I'm not. I'm no expert on classical music, but my dad used to. You know those like um, magazines used to get where it was like um, build a Spitfire and your first issue is 99 yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the, that's like a thousand pounds. So he used to. It was called the Classical Collection. And my dad had a few phases, and this is one of the ones where he was basically getting these CDs from this like collection you'd have like I, th- I think it used to come with like a booklet and stuff a little magazine telling about the composer right and he my dad's um, has really eclectic taste so he likes bits of everything um, 
So he had like he had all these sort of CDs. So I'd be like, Mum would be like listening to like Bon Jovi and Dad CDs would be like Tchaikovsky and Handel and whatever else. Anyway, um, I've, 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 should we just get straight to rating this? Oh, where, where would you? I mean, I like, say where? I just go back one second. Oh, go on. Drew Barrymore, actress. Yeah. Her parents are Hungarian. Okay. Hungarian refugees. Okay. So there's a Hungarian reference Ooh, for so you. So Bet Barrymore's not her, her birth name. I, probably not, actually. You're right. Um, oh, hang on. Barrymore was born in Culver City, California, to actor John Barrymore and aspiring actress Jade Barrymore. Born, uh, sorry, born Jade Mako. Hungarian. Jade was born in a displaced persons camp in West Germany. Oh, hang on. So it's her grandparents that were Hungarian. Right. But if she was, uh, say, be a professional footballer, she could play for Hungary. She could. You know? Where do you think... Um, <coughs> where where would you put Drew Barrymore in the Hungarian football team? Um, I think she'd be a good winger. Yeah? Um, you reckon? I'm just looking at the picture now. Um, I'd have her on the wing. Yeah? Think she's got a turn of pace? I think she'd be... Like dicey, you know, in and out. And just... I mean, do you think she could beat a beat a man easily? Yeah, yeah, she'd have you right on the back foot. When I say beat a man, I mean like with the ball, not beat a man like with a you fist. Couldn't, you couldn't do that on the pitch. I just don't <laughs> think it's not that. It's a family game. I don't think I don't think she'd get away with that. I don't think you'd need VAR to sort that one out. I'd put her on the wing. I think she'd do well on the wing. Okay. Um, so yeah, Drew Barrymore, Hungarian ancestors. Okay, so we're going to class her as Hungarian. Um, yeah, sorry, so rating. What do you think about it? Do you prefer it to Lion? Uh, I, well, I can't... I, it, I'm I, struggling to say that I do because they are they are a little bit different. But I don't really ways, appreciate one more than the other. The only thing I'd say with Lion was I, find, I found Lion more interesting to drink but not necessarily more enjoyable to drink. Yeah. Whereas this is kind of like more the sort of thing that you would use be used to drinking. This is, which probably explains why they're making these other beers. In, like in Hungary, they're making these other beers in the license. Yeah, they can they can basically replicate um, and, and make beers like you know Hogarden, whatever else you want about. Yeah. So um, to me, it's kind of it's kind of a meh. Um, but I mean, I would I, I wouldn't I wouldn't seek this out and buy it again. I mean, again, it's just it's one I'm glad to just sort of tick off and get out of the way with, really. Not much else I can really say. Should we be rating for it? Right, okay, get the fingers out. Fingers. Okay, ready? Yeah. Right, three, two, one. Oh! Have you gone six, then? I've gone six. You've gone seven. Explain I'm, yourself. I'm quite happy with that, because my actual thought was to go 6.5... And I thought you were going to go six. So I think we're on the right page there. I wanted to drag it up to 6.5 because I'd much rather have this to Lion. Yeah. Um, seven's maybe a bit too high for it. Seven's way too generous. Because um, that's the territory of good beer and it's, it's just a, like an okay beer. But it's, it's an upper middling beer. It's not lower middling, it's upper middling, but it's not great. So for me, I'd say 6.5. Yeah, you don't. You're not going to turn your nose up at it, but you're not going to get particularly excited about it either. No, no, no it's not great. And and out of the 
beers we got hold of. Where is it you got hold of this from again? It was in the was it just a local market, wasn't it? Local, um, local, um, like Eastern European type shop. Yeah, yeah, true. So obviously, depending on on where you're living, um, see if you've got anywhere sort of like that in your local area, and, and, yeah. and just see if it's about. If you need it, post and give us a shout. Yeah, we'll sort some out for you. <laughs> but only if you can sort us some in return. Yeah, Serbia we're particularly looking at. Yeah, we still there's still a few Eastern European beers yeah. we're trying to get. Serbia being one. Have we made a breakthrough on Croatia? Um, or not? Yes. Um, My mate from work had just been there on a cruise, and I was absolutely livid. Didn't know where he was going, and he decided he was in uh, where was he in Montenegro, and he decided to send me a picture. He says, and he was drinking this beer, this Montenegrin beer, and he was like, uh, oh, you know what? Phil drinks beers from around the world. I bet he'd love this. So took a fucking picture of it to show me when he got back from his holiday. Not bring me back a can. Bear in mind, he's on a cruise, so he's got all the baggage and luggage that he wants. Fuck's sake. I'd have been happy to have paid for it, whatever it would have cost to, you know, for the beer. So I was a bit livid about that. One of my wife's colleagues is somewhere in Croatia this weekend, and we've lent her a suitcase, so I'm hoping in return we're going to get some Ozuska coming back. This was the plan. Um, and one of my former work colleagues was in somewhere in Croatia a couple of weeks back, and I messaged him on Facebook asking him to bring one back, but I've not heard from him, so presumably he hasn't. Um, but better than anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> he probably won't listen to this, and if you do, hi, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on that note, I think we'll I think we'll call it a day. Um, Don't two... forget to uh, follow oh, us. Yeah, yeah. At FTLOB pod, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, we're on Facebook now. Yeah, we are. Do stuff. We did a video, didn't we? Yeah, we That's did. still on there. We might have done, by the time you listen to this, we might have done more videos. I think we probably should. We're going to plan to do, when we do extracurricular videos, we're going to video them instead, I think, yeah. aren't we? That's the new plan. We'll keep this format probably for the for the beers on, yeah. the, on the bucket list. Yeah. And then we'll do video content and other bits and pieces just for some of the other random stuff we come across. Yeah, just for a bit of a change, really. Isn't it? Yeah. I think we will. So Let's uh, finish off our borsodi. Yeah, so two kind of averagey beers. Um, not a thriller, um, but hey, they can't all be, can they? So thanks again for listening, and we will speak to you very soon. All I want to do is drink beer for breakfast.